0: Some other uh, top shadows are over responsibility. And this is almost like the flip side, or again, the shadow side to empathy. Yes. Meaning that because you can feel and pick up on what someone else is feeling, you take on responsibility and believe that you are responsible for that other person and their feelings. Yes. And there's also the shadow of over protection which, you know, they're all kind of intertwined and interrelated, right? But overprotection is the tendency to try to go above and beyond to protect yourself from that over-responsibility, from that overwhelm. And I'm sure as we're just even talking about it and others are listening, you can start to feel how if you're operating from your shadows as a highly sensitive, that will make your day-to-day life very, very challenging.
1: Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle Lamoureux and welcome back to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am so excited for today's conversation. We're going to be talking about what it means to be a highly sensitive Person, entrepreneur, leader. And if you're not familiar with that term, you will be learning more about that from today's expert. Her name is Heather Dominic. And since 2010, she has taught thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders around the globe how to release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and develop new leadership skills in order to make more impact and more income with less effort by doing things differently. And I think we're going to learn today why highly sensitive people need to be doing things differently. Um, But a little bit more about her background. She's also a former high school drama teacher who collaborated with Bette Midler. So you're going to have to tell us a little bit about that, Heather. And is a graduate of New York University, where you received your first coach training and um, lots of other accolades. But I do want to mention specifically that you were the creator of the 2014 Stevie Award-winning virtual Event A Course in Business Miracles, which 21 day discovery series, which had like thousand, six thousand plus entrants, right? So that's fantastic. But, um, welcome to the show. Thank you.
0: I am just so looking forward to this conversation. So uh, thank happy to you. be here.
1: Yeah, so so intrigued. And I was telling you before we hit record how I had heard you on um, Glam Vision Radio with Ali Brown, who's been a guest on the show many years ago. I don't even know how many years ago it was, but it was the... Gosh, do you yes. know? Like It was many years ago. It had to be at least
0: over five years ago. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it was for sure before I had my show. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, this woman, Heather, is so cool. And I'd never heard <laughs> of the term highly sensitive person, but everything you were talking about that day was me. And so I remember going on your website, taking the quiz, ending up on your mailing list Mm. and just being like, wow, this is really interesting. And every once in a while I'll like throw something in a newsletter or a podcast where I sort of reference it, but I'm not really sure if I'm speaking the right words about what it is. So I'm so grateful to have your expertise. And I do think it would be great to just have you define it. So for somebody who's listening, this is going to be the foundation of our conversation. Yes,
0: absolutely. Always really, truly the best place to start. Yeah. Because understandably, there's kind of misinformation or miscommunication, misunderstanding when it comes to that phrase, that terminology of what it means to be a highly sensitive person. And then, as you mentioned, then, gosh, how do you even go into being a highly sensitive entrepreneur or highly sensitive leader? So starting just right at the core definition, first and foremost, I always want to acknowledge that the phrase is far from coined by me, not at all. It comes out of research from the mid 1990s, uh, a lot of research has been done about what it means to be a highly sensitive person. There's one woman in particular who's most well known. Yes. Her name is Dr. Elaine Aaron, and she's most well known because she wrote the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. Yes. So, in short, what it means to be highly sensitive is that your nervous system is biologically, physiologically wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. So that stimulation is everything from sight to sound to smells, but also extends to energy or emotions and information. And what it means to be highly sensitive and take in stimulation at a much higher degree again, in short, is that it really impacts your experience. It impacts how you process the world, it impacts how you show up in the world. And the work that I do is then how to manage your highly sensitive nervous system, so that it can really be working for you rather than against you. And specifically, when it comes to being self employed, and or, leadership. And then probably just one additional tidbit that's super helpful is that the research also shows that there's only 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. So that also tends to create a setup for someone who's highly sensitive, who hasn't necessarily been trained in how to work with their nervous system, it can be a setup to really feel different um, to feel less than and to really question oneself and one's abilities. Um, but it definitely doesn't have to be that way.
1: Oh my God, I'm so excited to dive in more with you. And I have a feeling I can feel like the audience when they're listening, they're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of people who are going, oh my goodness, that's me. Hmm. And I didn't realize why I did feel different or why certain stimulus did impact me more and it doesn't bother my husband or my partner right. or my friends or my kid, or it just, it always seems to be me. And why is it me? So 20% exactly. of the population, I actually had noted that from your website. Cause I thought that was an important statistic. So I'm it
0: very much is absolutely. Yes. So you can think one in five,
1: right? Yeah. So that's that's significant. Yeah. Cause you could be hanging out with your friends and you truly are the only one who is highly sensitive. Can we also break this down a little bit more? I'm just curious being an empath being highly sensitive, how do they come into play, if at all, versus like even empathetic? I think anyone can be empathetic to some degree, but an empath versus highly sensitive. Yes.
0: Yes. I so appreciate that question. Yeah. So the way that I like to speak to the difference between being a highly sensitive or being an empath is to envision a scale. So there's, uh, for example, there's the emotional scale. And Mm. so very similarly, there's the sensitivity scale. So first and foremost, everyone in the world is sensitive to some degree. Absolutely. It's just that for those of us who are highly sensitive, we're further up on the scale, Hmm. So it's not that someone who's not highly sensitive isn't empathetic, like you said, where empathy absolutely is one of what I refer to as the top 12 highly sensitive strengths. It's just that someone who's highly sensitive is going to have greater access to empathy than someone who's not. Then you have an empath and they're even further up. On the scale. Yeah. So you can think again to that definition of highly sensitive taking in stimulation at a higher degree. An empath will take in that stimulation at an even higher degree than someone yes. who's highly sensitive.
1: Okay, that makes sense. And then I'm just gonna add one more layer. Yes. Are highly sensitive people also more intuitive or at least aware of their intuition? Do they get those pings and it's just much more intense, if you will, for lack of a better way to describe it. I absolutely include
0: intuition as one of those top 12 highly sensitive strengths. Yeah. And again, that doesn't mean that someone who's not highly sensitive doesn't have access to their intuition. Of right. course, yes, they do. Yes. And it also doesn't mean that a highly sensitive is automatically going to be able to utilize their intuition as a strength or as a skill. So again, it really comes back to that training of learning how to really work with your nervous system and being able to access a strength like intuition, and then take it that step further and really have it work for you in areas such as business, leadership, et cetera.
1: Oh my God. I so love this card no idea. I'm like, Oh, it's all making sense. Um, I definitely know from taking your quiz that I'm a highly sensitive person. Um, you mentioned 20% of people born that way. Are we born that way? Or is it like, are we, did we somehow adapt to our environments? Do we, do we know, like, is the data there? The data is there. The research
0: is, is that you are born into the world, highly sensitive. Mm. So I always like to say that, you know, It's not something your parents did to you and you didn't pick it up on the playground. And it's not because (laughs) of that weird drink that you had at the party in college. It's like literally how you're born into the world. However, the research also does highlight that the environment that a highly sensitive grows up in does have an impact on the degree to which that individual experiences their sensitivity. Mm. So in very simplistic terms, you can think of how much was an individual nurtured in regards to their sensitivity, or how much were they actually criticized or, you know, even, um, you know, kind of trained to squelch or deny their sensitivity. Yes. And that is going to have an impact on how that individual, again, does or doesn't or is or isn't able to work with their nervous system.
1: Okay. So I'm curious about your experience because here you were former high school drama teacher. I don't know exactly what you did with Bette Mittler, but feel free to share that story. (laughs) Um, You know, when you were a teacher, and now obviously you still are using those skills, but in a different way, did you have an experience like- what turned the light on for you where you're like, okay, I'm going to go help empower other people. Like what, what triggered it for you? Yeah.
0: Um, I will
1: definitely say that
0: it was a dark night of the soul that led me to understand that I was highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. So personally, I had never heard that phrase before until like, I think I must've been in my late thirties by the time I heard it. I had been self-employed for about seven years or so at the time, and um, I've been self-employed since 2003. Yes. so it was kind of back in the more early days of say like internet marketing and the coaching industry coming onto the scene. And um, you know, again, like you said, I came from the world of education. Yes. so, I just kind of really threw myself in and immersed myself in what it meant to be in marketing and what it meant to be in sales and just what it meant to be self-employed. And I went to all of the trainings and the conferences and hired the coaches mm. and did everything that everybody told me to and found myself like at a significant income mm. mark where I brought my business across the million-dollar mark for the first time, right. while simultaneously literally having like a personal breakdown. And wow. um, yeah, it was like, you know, I always like to say like, yes, you know, that first year of seven figures, I would love to say that it was like, oh, everything was rainbows and unicorns and fairies were doing my dishes. And none of that <laughs> happened. Um, it was literally the exact opposite. And I really just started to question everything. I was like, I just don't know if this whole self-employed thing is for me. And if I'm not going to do this and what am I going to do? And all. Like that. And I really went into a very, very deep place of self-inquiry. Mm-hmm. And it was that process that then led me to Dr. Aaron and through my connection and work with her, heard of, learned about, What it meant to be highly sensitive, and in all honesty, when I first heard her speak of being a highly sensitive person, I did not like the sound of that at all. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh no, like this is just awful. Like ugh, like this is like one more thing that like I have to like manage (laughs) and work with and get over and. But the more I understand, and I'm sorry to be
1: laughing, but I'm relating. So right? I'm understanding. It's of more course. just to be clear. I mean, when people yes. are like, why is Michelle laughing? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hearing no. you. So, and I'm sure other people are feeling that too. So, absolutely laughing and
0: yeah. recognition. I fully, yes. fully get it.
1: Um, but again, once I
0: heard and began to understand more of what it actually meant, That was when the light bulbs really started to go off. Mm. And it really became clear to me that like, oh, because I am highly sensitive, it doesn't mean that I can't be self-employed. It doesn't mean that I can't market or I can't sell, but I am going to have to go about these things differently. And that was really the turning point first, really starting to work with myself and those changes and then really first and, first and foremost, even before it occurred to me to start to share this with others, it started to occur to me like, oh, the majority of women that I was already working with at that time, they were also highly sensitive.
1: How so, fascinating you had attracted yeah. people that you were in the same resonance with. Exactly.
0: exactly.
1: And then that's when
0: I really knew, oh, okay, this, this is really, really important mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of talented people and um, we can be doing this differently in a way that will just have everything be and feel that much easier. And then that was really, that was really the shift into supporting and mentoring others to, to do what I started yeah. to do for myself.
1: When you're around other highly sensitive people, do you find that there's more of a flow and it's a lot easier to connect or does it make a difference? I'm just curious, you know, there's like just a common under some just like not spoken understanding of like maybe how you're experiencing, maybe you're both experiencing? the loud noise or the smell that suddenly came in the room or something? You know what I mean? I'm just curious yeah. if that's been your experience at all. Yeah, that is such a fascinating question because I actually think it has
0: multi-level answer. Yeah. So one of the things I will definitely say is that in my work, I have found what I refer to as aligned community really creates acceleration. for high What
1: intensity. an aligned community? And aligned. Community. Yeah. Okay. So, but that
0: absolutely is more than just the fact that, say, you know, everyone who's in the Business Miracles community is highly sensitive. It takes one additional notch up, and that is that everyone in the community is highly sensitive who is committed to being on a path of personal evolution and empowerment. Mm. And I emphasize that because I know that, you know, since the time that I claimed this as my service that I was here, the purpose that I'm here to fulfill, first of all, I'll say that when I first claimed it, um, like everyone, you know, who like knew me as an entrepreneur, they were like, okay, do not use those words. Absolutely. Do not say highly sensitive. And I was like, but I have to, like, I knew it was in my heart. I was like, "I, I am here to help others do the same. But what's been so interesting since then, which is like over a decade now, Highly sensitive is everywhere, right? Yeah. Yes. So I know that there's a lot of other kinds of groups and communities. And I also happen to know that in many of those other groups and communities, there isn't that commitment to evolution and empowerment. Got it. There's more of like just an enabling of sympathizing. Yeah. So that, that's where then your wonderful question becomes a little bit complicated, I right? So, yeah. Um, it can really make a positive difference to be with other highly sensitives, but I would, you know, just as equally say it could really work against you.
1: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Now, if people are listening and still unclear, give us just a few examples, either from yourself or, you know, obviously confidentially through a client, like what are some of the things just every day? And then we'll get into more of like the entrepreneurship pieces, but, um, what does that look like? What, what are they dealing with?
0: Well, I think I'll speak to those strengths that I was mentioning before because in
1: the same way that I've identified the top
0: 12 strengths, I've I've identified top 12 shadows. So I'll speak to just a few from each side for simplicity's sake. So again, we've already mentioned some of those strengths, right, where you will have a strong sense of intuition. Some of the other strengths that are very dominant for us as highly sensitives is that empathy that we've already spoken to. Mm -hmm. We also have the strengths of being deep feelers, deep thinkers, deep listeners, on the shadow side, I would say absolutely that the top shadow that most highly sensitives can really identify is the shadow of overwhelm. Mm. And when I speak about the shadow of overwhelm, I always like to emphasize that overwhelm for a highly sensitive, like goes beyond say, you know, a To do checklists that you might find in Vogue magazine. Like we're not really talking about overwhelm from like a multitasking, we're also busy perspective. Yeah. We're talking about literal system overwhelm, like Mm -hmm. where you experience a flooding physically, where your brain goes a little bit foggy for a second, or you feel as if physically you don't have control of your. Emotional response. Hmm. That's the type of overwhelm that we're talking about, which is a top shadow. Some other uh, top shadows are over responsibility. And this is almost like the flip side, or again, the shadow side to empathy. Yes. Meaning that because you can feel and pick up on what someone else is feeling you take on responsibility and believe that you are responsible for that other person and their feelings. Yes. Then there's also the shadow of overprotection which you know they're all kind of intertwined and interrelated, right? But overprotection is the tendency to try to go above and beyond to protect yourself from that over-responsibility from that overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as we're just even talking about it and others are listening, you can start to feel how if you're operating from your shadows as a highly sensitive, that will make your day-to-day life very, very challenging, very mm-hmm. difficult. Yet again, if you learn how to shift into that strength space, it can just be you know completely empowering and freeing.
1: I love it. And so you mentioned your uh, Course in Business Miracles. Now we know of A Course in Miracles. I've seen, so you've, you've worked with Marian Williamson. So is your work also aligned with A Course in Miracles? And if so, just explain to people who've never heard that yes book about yes. that book what what that means yeah yes
0: yes i so appreciate that you asked that question so we go back to that dark night of the soul moment and um i personally have been a student of the psychological and spiritual curriculum of a course in miracles um since a very young age when i actually lost my mother at the age of 14 mm-hmm. And because of that significant loss, I was led to, again, this spiritual and psychological curriculum and had turned to the course multiple times through my teens, through my tumultuous 20s, just really as like, just like, like a lifeline, <laughs> like, yes. just like, yes. you know, just kind of like hanging on. So, but what's key about that is that in A Course in Miracles, the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. Mm. So when I had that dark night of the soul and learned that I was highly sensitive, it was kind of like the two worlds just really converged and this major light bulb went off and I thought, oh my gosh, like, that's what I need in order to be able to continue to be self employed. I need a shift in perception. And mm. I need to look at myself differently in terms of who I am and how I function. I need to look at what it means to be in business differently. I need to look at marketing differently and I need to look at selling differently. And then it was like, oh, like it's a business miracle. And that's really where. That connection came from.
1: What a contribution you're making because you've married two important. It's true though. Like as I'm like, wow, because you've married two important pieces as you've talked about. It's funny. The first time I picked up a course in miracles, the book, I think I was in my mid twenties and I didn't understand it. Like if you just try to read it, I was like, I don't understand this. (laughs) And um, Is it a return to love by Marian Williamson? I love that book. And that really spoke to me, but I didn't really study it much. And Gabby Bernstein also, just to give people context in terms of like some of these names that they're aware of. And what, when they're speaking about, like you talked about the spiritual and psychology, like married together and the peace that it can bring, Um, But then when you're highly sensitive and you're in that 20% and now you've, you've combined that for leaders and entrepreneurs to like have a new perspective. I was actually listening to your podcast this morning prior to the um, interview it's on. So you're the most recent one though. um, I was just listening to, but it was just basically about how, when there's like bad things in the world that they're all sort of like this was maybe it was this was this about perception really at the heart of it um well probably i'm not i'm not uh i'm not sure exactly what the latest
0: episode
1: was <laughs> right because you probably recorded like 10 more since yeah. then because you're batching them right exactly like yes. a little bit ahead um but what you're sharing
0: sounds like yes probably that is a connection
1: Yes, um, it was the first principle or something of the course in miracles okay. Yes, so that that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. So the in a course in miracles, there are 50 guiding miracle principles. So I will often in my teachings make the connection back to the course all to <clears throat> excuse me be able to reference that reminder of the importance of that shift in perception mm. because as we were talking about earlier for so many highly sensitive to you know no one's fault at all but most of us did not come from an environment where our sensitivity was encouraged So the retraining, there needs to be a consistent reminding for ourselves as part of highly sensitive leadership of like, oh, just because I go about things differently
1: doesn't mean
0: that I'm wrong. It just means that I'm different. And that really is that connection back to the teachings in the course.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. And I think, you know, I'm going to go back to when you were saying your, your friends, everyone was like, don't put highly sensitive in your marketing. And you're <laughs> like, but that's essentially what I'm doing. And you were ahead of the, of the game, right? Cause like you said, now it's more sort of people yes. have heard the term at least. Yes. Um, what I think is interesting about it though, is that it is a matter of perception because if you see it's like, oh, you're highly sensitive, people want to put that on you as a label of negativity. Absolutely. But in fact, it's a superpower mm-hmm. if you're aligned with, like you said, the strengths and able to manage the shadows. That's right. Exactly. And so if you can like be like, you know, cause I've even had a dentist tell me that my mouth was highly sensitive, oh,
0: which I thought was so, so
1: funny. funny. And I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, what? And I mean, I won't get into too much of the details, but they over like adjusted a tooth and I literally walked out lisping. Like they, yeah. And then when I went back and I'm like, my teeth are hitting together. Like, I think something happened. He's like, you're just, highly sensitive. Your mouth is highly sensitive. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to accept no responsibility, but it's just kind of funny. And I thanked him when I left. I'm like, thank you. You know, as I'm like, thank you as I'm listening because I couldn't talk. Um, but you know, and I think the reason I did that and I'm, and I'm going to share this is that I think we do compensate. We see so much, we feel so much, we intuit so much, And we're like planning five steps ahead. And so then we're like overcompensating for what we know. And we're apologizing for that. And we're, right? Self-editing. I mean, I just turned 51 a few months ago and I'm just finally in a place now where I'm just like, no, this is what I know to be true. And then I don't try to then, Take on their stuff and what they're feeling about it. It's like, here, I'm handing over the situation as I see it. And I'm, you know, if this is involving my health or my whatever, you can come back and we'll either meet somewhere where we can compromise or come to an agreement, or we're going to move on. And I'm okay with that. Exactly. As I was
0: listening to you, I was connecting it to your question of like, how does it show up in the day to day? Yes. And, you know, when you are committed to training yourself to work with your nervous system as a position of strength you do learn how to advocate and you learn how to advocate versus compensate which is what i really hear you speaking to and i know for myself like yeah like i don't settle or i don't accept things that i would settle and accept you know above and beyond whether it's you know in terms of personal relationships but also in return, in regards to receiving service. Mm -hmm. And once you start to really look through this new lens, you see it everywhere. You're like, wow, like (laughs) this dentist's office or (laughs) this medical, they're not set up to work with highly sensitives at all. And I'm not saying that every office needs to be educated on what Mm -hmm. a highly sensitive person is. That that's not a concern to me. But for myself, I will not continue with a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer or what have you yes. if I don't really feel that there's some sense of willingness to understand who it is that I am, what it is that I need, how that's probably different from the majority of their clients, and I'll just go you know, find someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important empowering, right it's back to that so empowering I have
1: to settle there no that's okay so empowering but gosh you know it's work and one of the other podcasts you have was on self love which is something that you know i think it's a lifelong journey i do think you know it's it's everything and i think i finally get what it means to love yourself like i'm mm-hmm. and i think it's because i'm yes i'm speaking my truth i'm honoring my truth i'm not shaming myself for the differences, the feeling different, seeing for all of that. I'm like, this is just my truth. Yes. And being able to just sit with that. And it feels so good. And I'm hoping that this conversation is like going to just for those of you out there who are going, oh my God, that's me. Yes. (laughs) And okay. Maybe people do see you as different. Awesome. Cause that was yes. also, what makes you special and share it, share this interview, like share how there's work, share. You've got a book coming out soon called different, the highly sensitive leadership revolution. And I love that you started the, the title with different because, because yes, exactly. that's, you know, because different doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means different. That's literally that's just right. what it means. It's just different. That's and, right. um, what is it? Is it what you teach? Like what's in the book? It is what I teach exactly, which is basically the
0: foundational tools mm. to really begin that process of highly sensitive leadership for yourself, whether it's being a leader within your business, or whether it's being a leader within your family, or whether it's simply about being a leader within yourself. Mm. And then there's also contribute, uh, contributing Uh, excerpts from current members of the Business Miracles community Mm. to give some of that like real life evidence experience. Yeah. you know It's not just me sitting on top of a highly sensitive throne, um, you know, (laughs) delivering, here's what you need to do, but just real life of like, oh yeah, okay. Like this is how we work with this. And this is what's possible when you do.
1: I love it. Now you talked about highly sensitive people really need to own their time. Mm. Can you just speak to this? Because I, mm-hmm. I, that struck a chord with me. I'm like, I'd love to, I'd just love to understand why. Just
0: Yeah. I mean, what I really like to use as a phrase when speaking about time and being highly sensitive is to change your relationship. With time, mm. so that it's not about something that you manage, it's not about something that you control, but also most importantly, it's not about once again having to take yourself as a highly sensitive and try to fit it into these time management tools that were really designed for those who are not highly sensitive, yes. but to shift the way that you relate with time. So, for example. Um, really starting to look at your time differently, starting with what say a quote unquote workday needs to be understanding more about what your own personal circadian rhythm is, and learning how to maximize your strengths to be able to then therefore maximize your productivity, mm-hmm. um, or and or another highly sensitive strength, which is creativity, mm-hmm. um, within the use of time. So that's a big way of saying that for a lot of highly sensitive[s], when they really start to relate with their time differently, they discover they can actually do a lot more with a lot less,
1: mm. and
0: it just brings a sense of not only kind of fun and inspiration from that strength of creativity, but also less of that shame that you were speaking about earlier yes. of like, wow, why do I feel so exhausted at the end of like an eight to six or nine to five day, for example, And what's wrong with me? And why does it seem like not only can everyone else do that, but they all want to go out for drinks after. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what's, you know, it just changes so that story funny. that's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because I'm an extrovert but I remember on with the work conferences like everyone would be ready and we'd Uh, we'd be in London. We'd be somewhere, you know, in New York and everybody ready to go out to two and three in the morning. And I just wanted to go back to the hotel room and like order room service and like put on the robe and just get like, just decompress a bit. But I'm like, but I'm an extrovert. I don't get it. I didn't realize that's because it wasn't about that. Cause I'm, I'm trained in Myers-Briggs. It's not about the extroversion introversion where you get your energy. This is, this is an H, this is a highly sensitive thing.
0: Yeah. totally Fascinating.
1: Oh my God.
0: Um, That's a a really good highlight because it is always valuable to
1: point out that being
0: highly sensitive doesn't mean that you're introverted or even vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Um, I could ask you a million questions, but I think I just want to direct people to to you and your work. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you feel like let's just touch upon this? Um, Well, I guess... You know, there's so much, like you said, I feel like. Yes. I mean, I literally, we could do like a whole master. Like, I mean, I just would love to unpack everything about it, but I think you, you have your resources, you have a website, you have a newsletter. Like I want to encourage everyone to just like, go seek you out if this is speaking to you, because I think it's validating. And then once you have understanding, you can start working with yourself. Absolutely, And that's what's
0: most important. So just along those
1: lines, I'll just like kind of really quickly just mention that,
0: When you are not trained in working with your nervous system, we do develop coping mechanisms. And so I've highlighted three primary coping mechanisms and without needing to go in depth in regards to what those are, what I just like to highlight is that when you are in a space of highly sensitive leadership, it is about going beyond coping and into creating. And that's really the space that we're most interested in. So I do think it's a value to highlight that. Because I know for many who either are just learning that they're highly sensitive or who have been managing their sensitivity for a while, it's like, okay, like, what do I need just to cope so I can like kind of just get by. And what I want to emphasize is that you don't need to be only trying to get by your life right? And I know this is so much of what you do, but how to move into that space where you really have the experience of thriving and being able to create and from creating, fulfill the calling that you're here to fulfill. So I think Mm -hmm. that's just kind of a little bit of an exclamation point to highlight and add in there.
1: I appreciate it. It is so aligned with what this show is really about, about listening to that voice, about owning your purpose and being able to do it. But like the tools that you provide, the book that's going to be coming out this year, you know, follow Heather, where do people find you if they want to, you know, let's give them where to reach out to you. Absolutely. So you can just find everything at businessmiracles.com,
0: including a a free starter kit that will, that will literally get you started in that shifting from coping to creating. And that that's, you know, really valuable place to, to begin for yourself.
1: Thank you. I've loved this conversation. Like I said, I I could keep you on all day because I'm just fascinated, but, um, Everyone should definitely check out businessmiracles.com. Say hi to Heather. Do you hang out on social? Do you like connecting there? Or do you like doing it more from your site? Is there any place socially that you do?
0: If you find me on social, it will be Instagram yeah. and or Facebook. Twitter is way too overwhelming mm-hmm. for highly sensitive or at least mm-hmm. this highly sensitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Instagram, like yes, pictures. That's good. Yes. Go there.
1: <laughs> and I'll link everything at the goodlifecoach.com for sure. And again, if this spoke to you or you're thinking of somebody who would benefit for, you know, share this conversation today. Um. Heather, such a pleasure. Um, thank you thank for the you. work that you're doing and the un- in the unique way that you're doing it and the way that you've thank married you. two very important, powerful uh, ways to empower um, men and women. Do you work with both? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Such yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you gained some new information or inspiration